Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. Welcome back to another edition of Hops and Spirits Kentucky. And the calendar has flipped again. We're in October and we've left National Bourbon Heritage Month behind us. I hope you enjoyed Whiskey Weeks 2022. And we're sorry we were off last week. Some things just kind of come up and, and those happen. But we're back again with another great episode talking with the folks from the Kentucky Proud Beer Program or Beer Series that is launching this month for its seventh iteration. It's a really cool thing. You'll have to hear all about that. But before we get to that, let's do some news and notes since we've missed a little bit. <clears throat> the number of bourbon barrels in Kentucky reached a record number this year, the Kentucky Distillers Association announced. As of January, the state reached 11.4 million uh, barrels or 12 million when other aging spirits are included, the group said in a recent release. The record was hit after the industry reached its fourth consecutive year, filling more than 2 million barrels of bourbon. So I think there's going to be some bourbon uh, for us here as we move forward <laughs> uh, down down the road. Uh, in other news, Ross and Squibb Distillery announced the latest member of the Remus bourbon family, Remus Gatsby Reserve, released to celebrate F. Scott Fitzgerald's legendary novel, The Great Gatsby, a century ago, from its events in 1922 to its publication in 1925. Remus Gatsby Reserve is bottled at 97.8 proof and offered in ultra limited quantities at an msrp of 200 dollars per uh, 750 milliliter bottle it's made with 15 year old reserves and offered at cash strength if you don't know about george remus look him up uh, northern kentucky was his home base for a long long time and boy what does a what a history he has there in lexington a couple openings to announce villainous a tabletop gaming pub officially is open at 191 jefferson street across from wine and market and down the street from distilled and blue heron at villainous you can bring your own game or play one of the dozens provided guests can also get a dose of pop culture artwork and themed menu items like the Dawn of the Dead cocktail. Also, Jack Brown's Burger and Beer Joint will be taking over the old Oscar Dig space downtown at 155 North Limestone. No official opening date just yet. But up next is our Q&A with Jesse Harding of the Kentucky Guild of Brewers and Tyler Madison from Kentucky Proud to talk about the 7th uh, annual Kentucky Proud Beer Series, which is going on all month long. Enjoy. Did you know Hops and Spirits is more than just this podcast? Check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release, past episodes, interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done. Joining us here on the Hops and Spirits for the Q&A to talk about the Kentucky Proud Beer Series. We have two guests because it takes two partners to make this happen, and we'll get into all of it. Please welcome in the Executive Director of the Kentucky Guild of Brewers, Jesse Harding. Jesse, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, glad you're here. And also the Creative Marketing Manager for the Kentucky Proud Program. Welcome in, Tyler Madison. Tyler, welcome. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Well, it's never a bad thing when you get to talk beer, um, and especially when it's uh, you know something brewed locally and with some some cool things going on. And that's what you guys are here to talk about. But I guess before we even get too far into it all, even talking about what the programs that you're part of, I guess I call it Cliff Notes because I'm always curious to just get a little bit of background knowledge on who we're talking to. So, uh, who wants to go first and not give away all their secrets just yet? <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Jesse? You want to go? Uh, I can go first. All right. Uh, so Jesse Harding, um, executive director for the Kentucky Guild of Brewers. 
a little background on the guild. We sort of exist as an organization to kind of be an amplified and unified voice for breweries across the state of Kentucky. And that goes with anything from legislative affairs, governmental things, um, promotions, doing any kind of event organizing, media publication, going on podcasts, things like that, and just helping amplify their businesses, their voices, um, and kind of just make them be at the forefront of people's minds in the Commonwealth. Nice. I guess I can jump in there. So uh, my name is Tyler. Um, like you just said, I'm the creative marketing manager for Kentucky Proud. Um, so I'm originally from Kentucky and I did that thing that I think a lot of people do that are from here. After I graduated college, I never come back to Kentucky. Kind of <laughs> bounced around a little bit. Um, was up in Northern England for a while and then went to Atlanta and from Atlanta went to Nicaragua and then back to Northern England. And then I ended up back here and had been working in wine um, over in England. And when I moved back here, I found a job at the Department of Agriculture kind of overseeing their grape and wine program, their marketing program, which was awesome. So um, managed to get that job. Worked there for, um, I don't know, about seven years or so. I actually still oversee that program, the um, Grape Wine Council. But then I kind of transitioned into this creative marketing manager position at Kentucky Proud, which basically means that I spend a lot of time working on media campaigns and doing a lot of copywriting and posting and scrolling through social media and generally kind of doing what I can to help promote Kentucky farms and farm families. Well, and, and both of you are, are doing that with this series. And, and as, as we, we talk about it and, and we'll kind of also tell a little bit more about, you know, the guild and how it works and things like that beyond stuff and same with the Kentucky proud program, but the Kentucky proud beer series is actually in its seventh year and folks may not even realize it's been around that long, but um, it's in its seventh year, but it's also switching up and going to a month-long celebration. Can you, you talk about the switch up and, and just the series in general? So yeah. the month-long is, that's Jesse's brainchild. So I guess I'll let, her, <laughs> I'll let her take that one and take zero credit for it. Yeah, um, so previous to this role, um, which I just took over July 1st officially, um, I have been in beer in Kentucky. Um, and so I've always kind of been on the outlier, but still part of the series and the brewery that I, I worked for against the grain for 10 years. Um, and we always participated in that programming. And I thought it was super cool. I'm very into agriculture just as a personal passion. Um, and I love what both the Department of Ag and Kentucky Proud as a whole, the programs are great. And I think it's a really unique and cool thing that we are doing. And so we really wanted to spread it over the month to kind of, as you mentioned, it's been going on seven years and there's not as much traction as I think that people who are passionate about it thought that there would be. Um, and so spreading it over the month and being able to promote it for a longer period of time, allowing for different days throughout the month to go and try the different beers versus saying, hey, we're doing one release of all of these different beers across the whole state hope you can go try a couple. Uh, this way we were able to kind of spread that love around and give people time to be able to access. So um, yeah, hopefully with the podcast here and some other media that we've been doing, people will start to know and recognize and hope grow it to even more. I think we were actually drinking a beer at Blue Stallion and Jesse was like, we should make this a month. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we totally <laughs> should do that. That's a great idea. 
Well, and, and Tyler, you know, you, you've, I'm guessing, been a part of this for a good while, too. How did it all originally kind of come together, and why did the Kentucky Proud program want to do something like this? So this is the seventh year, and I've been very involved for six years. So um, there was a, a guy by the name of Ben Chaffer who worked here uh, a while ago, and he kind of kicked this off with the then executive director of the Guild of Brewers. And uh, from my understanding, it was just sort of a, you know, a good idea that popped up. And, you know, you thought we're always trying to expand the amount of Kentucky farm impact products that are in on store shelves in different areas, you know, farmers markets, anywhere we can. And, and you know, beer made a lot of sense. So I think the two just sort of came together. And since then, it's been growing and, you know, it's been pretty cool. I mean, I love beer. So this is like one of my, I'm probably not supposed to say like, you know, what's my favorite promotion of the year <laughs> that I work on. But if I was to say that, like this would be at the very top. It like ticks all my boxes, like great beer, local products. So, yeah, so it's awesome. It's really cool being involved in it. Well, and, and, and I mean, it's, it's always cool to see because everyone, I feel like with craft beer, it's always, you know, Hey, it's local. It's in my town down the road, or it's in my state that I, I'm in. And, and then to go a step further and know that the ingredients are from that state is, is even cooler. And when you're putting those people together, those producers, the farmers with the brewers, how does that work? Is it kind of like you got some producers that are like, Hey, I've got something or, or do you go out and say, Hey, I know you make this cool, you know, you you're doing blackberries or you're doing pawpaws or whatever. I think you might be good for this. How does that kind of work? Cause I feel like for some, they might be willing and volunteering and others, they might be a little skeptical. Yeah. So early yeah. on, um, yeah, early on, like it was, a lot of handholding, you know, we've got, we've got our database that has all of our Kentucky Proud members so we can track through farms. So the first couple of years, I felt like we spent a lot of time trying to connect producers and brewers and, and make those connections. And now, I mean, it's, I think we had a couple of breweries that reached out that were looking for something specific, but it was like almost hands-off for us. It's like they've, over the years, they've established these connections themselves and, and really kind of know farmers and, and what they're looking for and what to get, which, you know, if you ask me that, kind of really feels like a win for us. You know, you, you're seeing people that are making these connections with farmers. So it's been great. Yeah. I think it's important to note too, just that these breweries are already producing Kentucky proud products. They make beer within the state, which mean, and is a product. So they've gone on, they've gone through the process through the Kentucky proud website they are producing Kentucky Proud products already. So really it's a collaboration between two different types of Kentucky Proud producer. And through, like Tyler said in the beginning, doing a lot of heavy matching and things. And then so many breweries also are invested in their communities. So they, some of them have developed through the years their own relationships outside of any connection we have or could ever make um, with people local to them or just local to the state and the area. So, you know, we've got like coffee is going to be in one of the beers and that's just like the local coffee shop that someone's made a really good relationship with through the years. And um, so, yeah, it's been really nice to see them having developed their own relationships and kind of reach out to the people that they really like to partner with also. Well, and, and it's really cool to see what they're putting in it. Cause like I, I kind of touched on it, but I mean, I think you've got things from honey to butternut squash to pawpaws to, to even jalapenos. I mean, it's a wide variety of produce that is going into a beer. The butternut squash threw me a little bit. <laughs> do you, do you know exactly what they're doing, Jesse, with that one? I was reading about it um, this morning. Um, 
I don't. I mean, I'll be honest. I have read through a lot of <laughs> emails of what beers people are producing. So um, off top, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. I love pawpaws and beer. It's not the first time it's been done. Uh, certainly excited to try that because I I've never had a beer made with pawpaw that I did not like. Um, so yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a wide variety and. That's good. That's what we want. We want them to be using their creative juices and building each other up. It's great. It's so awesome. Yeah. I've started making my list of the beers that I have to try. I think yeah. they all look awesome, but like for sure the, I think it's a chili wheat from Oldham brewing. That looks really good. Um, I'm super interested in that like watermelon Kolsch that Rock House is doing. I think that's going to be awesome. So yeah. So I've got I mean, I guess I probably can't make it all of them. I'm going to try to make it all. That's my goal, anyways. <laughs> well, it's a it's a work related thing, it's right? Work. You can, yeah, you like can it's, expense it's it. You can mileage. Yeah. I mean, I mean, technically, totally you're it's quality control, making sure everything's going well. Everything went well. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good excuse to travel. <laughs> I'll just take this clip and like send it straight to my boss and be like, "See, it's this is it's work. It's fine." <laughs> Well, and, you know, to talk a little bit further about like the Kentucky Proud program for those that may not, they might see it on the on the shelves, they might know that, you know, UK's got a ballpark called the Kentucky Proud Park and things like that. What is the Kentucky Proud program and how does it work? I guess probably the simplest way to explain the Kentucky Proud program is that it's the official agricultural marketing brand for the state of Kentucky. So it was developed way back in 2004 and um, the Department of Agriculture basically tried to create a brand that would be a central platform to promote agriculture throughout the state and um, local products and farm families. And that grew and eventually in 2008 legislation made it the official brand. So, you know, a lot of what we do, a lot of people have seen the logo, may not know exactly what it means, um, but Probably what's most important about Kentucky Proud is that it's really rooted in, in Kentucky farms. So it's not just that it's a local brand. It's, you know, our whole mission is to promote agriculture in Kentucky. So that's, that's really what we do. And we do that through, um, you know, media campaigns and promotions and sponsorships. We've got grants for producers. So it's a, it's a pretty big program that um, has a lot of recognition and happy to be working on it. Well, and, and, you know, to, to then go to the other side, you touched on this at the beginning, Jesse, about the Guild and how you, you guys are, are there to, you know, give a collective voice to the group because it's not like everyone can go to, to different things to lobby for different, different maybe laws that are passing to help with distributions, things like that. But also it's a, probably a way to help connect people and, and, you know, let them know what's, what's available. So I guess on the larger scale, well, how does the Guild work and, and you know, how, how has the craft industry, beer industry grown in Kentucky? Yeah, um, I mean, it's grown um, an exorbitant amount, very pretty quickly, really. Um, and we have new breweries come online um, all the time, either reaching out to us to find out, um, you know, how they can join or talk to us about what stage they are at in their process of like, hey, we're, we want to do this. How can you help kind of thing? And so I'd say that that's, super paramount to a lot of starting up breweries or brewery and planning as we call them. Um, we have a database of resources. We're a nonprofit and we exist off of a membership base. That's both brewery members and our affiliate membership, um, which is a variety of things. Kentucky Proud is an affiliate member. Um, anything from government affairs, tourism boards, accountants, healthcare, 
uh, HR companies, lawyers, et cetera. Um, and so it's kind of being a tool and a resource to brewers, um, whether they've existed for 10 years or are new in the process of saying, hey, I'm looking to get a new payroll company. I don't know where to start. You know, you Google something and a thousand businesses show up. And that's great. But we really want to connect them with businesses that know how to work with breweries, have worked with breweries, and are passionate about the industry the same way that we are. Um, so being able to provide a list and say, hey, you know, and then by no means are they required to use, you know, who we send them, but it's a really nice symbiotic relationship between affiliates, breweries. And then, of course, beyond that, um, updating and getting laws changed to help um, move the needle forward for the craft beer industry. Um, and, uh, you know, we've done tons of things in that realm as well over the last decade. Um, the growth, the growth has been exponential. I think in, I want to say in 2011, we ended the year with eight breweries in the state. Um, and now we have over 80. Um, so just in what, 11 years, it's a lot of substantial growth and it doesn't really look like it's slowing down. I mean, of course we had a, a little lull, but shockingly a lot of uh, breweries opened during the pandemic because quite frankly, they were already in process. They already had places, they were already moving forward and there was no just stopping that. Um, so that was really neat to see too and how people changed and pivoted to even open during that time. So. Well, it's, it's been a, a wild time. I know just in my time here in Lexington, I've, I've seen a handful full come and, and very few go, which is probably a true testament to the, to the industry's health. And, you know, obviously this is talking about the, the, the program that you guys have built in the Kentucky proud beer series, but beyond just this time, you guys have both talked about how it's, these breweries have worked with local producers to bring in local ingredients. And I guess at the end of the day, why is that so important to go that step further and bring in those local ingredients? You know, obviously we can't do everything. We're in Kentucky. We, we do have some limitations thanks to some seasons um, in, in our climate, but at the same time, we can produce a, a lot of cool things. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, Kentucky has such a strong agricultural community and base and we produce so much. I mean, the, the in variety speaking wise, like there's the climate here is just so good for so many things. And I think it's been really inspiring to see because it kind of gets breweries thinking outside of the box. Like obviously everyone wants to support their local, anyone that's, you know, you're, you're trying to support a local as much as you can. And so if you are going to put, Blackberries was a great example, state fruit of Kentucky. If you are thinking like, oh, you know, we should make a blueberry or a blackberry beer, um, there's just no real reason to go outside of the state and try to have that come from anywhere else. Um, support, you know. Yeah, and I guess I'll, I mean, I'll hack onto that, that, you know, the breweries here in Kentucky, like in every other state are part of the local community. And that's the same way with farmers. And so, you know, by connecting the two and working together, um, you're, you're really just building up your local community and helping out your neighbors. And, and I think everybody wants to do that. And I think it's important for everyone. 
And, and I think the, the coolest thing I, I've seen here in Kentucky, and I'm sure this happens other places, but I, I guess I never saw it where, where I lived at the time was when I go to my local farmer's market, I am not expecting to see the brewery there uh, with, with, with a product and my ability to maybe even walk around and have a drink while I'm at the, at the farmer's market. But I guess that goes with that symbiotic relationship that it is all one. They're producing things and uh, it that is just probably one of the, the best things I, I think I, I can see uh, with, with how these things go. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any scientific evidence on this yet, but I feel like if you're walking around with the beer at the farmer's market, you're probably going to buy more local produce too. <laughs> I'm, Everybody's happier with the beer. <laughs> probably pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've t- talked to about how this event has grown. It's in its seventh year. It's in its first time being a month long. Um, but how has it grown just in general? Because, Obviously, you probably now have a good group of brewers that always want to be a part of it. There's new breweries coming on, and I'm sure the same with producers that you know are happy to be, to be part of it. How has this grown o- over time, and, and how do you guys kind of see it growing going forward? Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I think um, the first year, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, I think there were only like 10 or 12 breweries that purchased, or there might have been more. It might have been... Um, closer to 20. But what we did was we actually did collaborations, not only with the farms, but breweries did collaborations and with the farms. So two breweries would make the same beer in collaboration with one farm. Um, And now, while we have a couple on the list that are doing collabs and totally encouraged, and that's great. um, We have significantly more, you know, we have 22 on the list, I think this year, and most of them are doing it on their own versus partnering up, which gives us a larger variety and a larger footprint. Um, So that alone, and it has grown and that's been really nice to see that growth. Um, And then uh, I'll let Tyler speak to that part and then maybe we can collab on the, how we see it growing in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No. Yeah. I mean, it it has grown. I think that every year um, definitely consumers and the brewers are a little more familiar with the process and, and I think a lot of the breweries that have participated um, a few times in the past or maybe even every year in the past are at the point now where they kind of look forward to this time of year. And it's something that we all anticipate. Um, so, you know, just seeing that that growth and seeing people now that ask about, you know, when the beer series is going to happen, you know, makes you feel good to see something coming from that you worked on early on and just seeing it grow and seeing people get excited about it. Yeah. The growth. Um, I think we both, <laughs> you know, without committing to anything live, I think we both have really big plans on how this can continue to grow. We really wanted to try out this new model of doing the month long just to kind of get our feet wet in the growth process um, with promotions and getting everyone excited and hopefully reaching more consumers that can also get excited. And um, I would love to actually just do a little reach out to the public and see what they want to see out of it because their feedback is, you know, really a paramount for attracting the business to, you know, try the beers, be excited for it. It's nice. It promotes the farms as well. A lot of these farms have uh, capabilities of being visited um, and doing tours and things. So uh, yeah, I think just bigger, bigger and more. That's my (laughs) goal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the great thing about working in marketing is that there's always evolution. And so there's always something new to do. 
So like right now, as of today, I'm feeling really, really good about this year's beer series. Like I'm super excited about it. Um, so far, everything has gone really smoothly that I've been involved with. Unless Jesse's like totally holding out on me. There's like some <laughs> huge calamity just waiting in the, but Thankfully, so, yeah. you know, yeah. So, so right now I'm really excited, but by the end of October, you know, I'm going to look back on this and immediately be like, well, we should have done this or we could do this next year. And, and I think there's that reflective period where you figure out what you can do better. And I think being in the seventh year now, you know, it's built every year. So next year, you know, I, I don't think we've really talked about this. I would love to do like more kind of farm to table type of pairing events, you know, get food involved a little more, um, different ways to reach out to consumers. I mean, there's always something. So I'm going to be happy right now. And then in October, we'll, at the end of October, we'll think again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the good news is just about every brewery now has some type of food component. It, it seems as they've built toward that to, to allow folks to, you know, spend a little more, more time there. So maybe, maybe some, some future things to talk about there. And, you know, how, how can folks find out about who the participating breweries are and what those releases are and, and maybe where the, where the product's coming from? Sure. So, There's uh, several locations, actually. Um, Kentucky Proud website. I believe it's just kyproud. kyproud.com forward slash beer. Forward slash beer. Yeah. And it has everything listed there. Um, the dates and the breweries, uh, that are participating. We also have, um, Facebook. There's events on the Kentucky Gilded Brewers page and it's linked with Kentucky Proud as a uh, co-host and the, each brewery as a co-host. So each brewery that's releasing, we'll have that event on their social media as well as our social media. And then um, there's a link in our bio on Instagram that goes to an interactive map to find each of the events as well. Um, and we start Monday with the first one and we go all the way through the 27th. So. And the map is really cool. So you should definitely really cool. check the map out. I like the idea of a map because you can look at a brewery some of them you'll, you'll be able to figure out pretty easy. Others you'll be like, where in the world is that? Yeah. And, and, and depending on which one it is, it is even, you might want to zoom in uh, pretty good and get, get some directions. Cause I know some of them uh, uh, can, can be out, out in the country uh, a little bit. So I'm excited to see this series. I'm excited to hopefully get to try some of the beers um, and anything else you guys want to add about the, the series and why people should go out and give them a try. Delicious beers, local ingredients. It's October or it's going to be October. I mean, what's it's basically like the trifecta of the best beer drinking time ever. So yes. That's my Sweat pitch. And lo good local beers with local ingredients. That it is hard to beat that. It is pretty, it's as simple as that. Good local <laughs> beer, good local ingredients, hopefully good local weather too. And uh, Jesse, Tyler, I appreciate you sharing this and kyproud.com slash beer. Check it out. And also it's on Instagram at the Guild. Uh, um, Instagram account for the map as well. And thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Great being with you.